0: to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, welcome back to episode 32 of the Stay Grounded podcast. I'm your host, Raj. Super, super, super Grateful and excited to be introducing this week's uh, guest, Mr. John Israel. Uh, so, John, um, oh God, he, uh, you're going to see in the interview, you're going to hear the heart that this man has. So, so, John is the founder of the Mr. Thank You Project, uh, which is a project with the mission to elevate the level of gratitude on the planet by 1% uh, by inspiring 74 million thank you cards written all over the world. Uh, so, uh, for those of you who don't know John, uh, he started this journey, uh, by committing to write five thank you cards a day for different people every single day for an entire year. So he wrote five thank you cards a day. Uh, and which is mind blowing to me, and you're going to hear all about this in the episode, but just how that experience changed his life, how it changed his capacity to love, give, uh, and just grow and be happy. I mean, it, it really warmed my heart the entire time and, uh, he's, he's, he's on an amazing mission. Uh, he just wrote a new book, which is out now on Amazon, the Mr. Thank you project, a journey to elevate the level of gratitude on the planet, one card at a time. And he gives so much back. And so definitely, uh, pick up the book. It's incredible. And I hope it inspires you. He's also got a lot of amazing resources that he's making available to us. Uh, he, if you go to his website, Mr. Thank you, uh, .com, you can actually create an account where you can log every single thank you card you, you write, uh, which is incredible. So, uh, I mean, it's just everything he's doing. is amazing. He's got a free 30 day challenge, Mr. Thank you.com slash 30, which allows you to, uh, get into the habit of writing a thank you card every day, which is, like I said, amazing. Um, but beyond that, this episode really dives into how John grew as an individual and how, much we can all learn by just giving thanks. Um, I, I definitely left this episode incredibly inspired, uh, and just grateful for everyone in my own life, including you guys who are a part of this journey, uh, being, being just here, listening and growing and, and trying to become the best versions of yourself by just making yourself happier one day at a time. And so uh i hope you enjoy this episode uh this is one of my favorite episodes we've done john is just such an incredible person and i'm just like your guys are just you guys are gonna be blown away by just how far he's taken this and uh and so i'm inspired to be a part of that journey now and and just give thanks but before we dive into the episode if you haven't already rate subscribe review the stay grounded podcast on itunes google play spotify wherever you're listening to us i'm grateful you guys are listening and uh, if you have any feedback leave us a review or send me a personal email at chiefbrewer at javapress.com javapress has an e at the end uh and yeah just get in touch i want to hear from you guys uh and god i'm just gonna stop talking and let john take over now so uh without further ado it is my absolute pleasure to introduce mr john israel cheers Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Stay Grounded podcast. Super excited today to be inviting my new friend, Mr. John Israel. How are you, my friend? Doing good, man. Excited, brother. I know we've been trying to get this thing, uh, this powwow scheduled for a while, and I'm really excited to have you here. Yeah, excited to be on the Stay Granted podcast, man. Uh, yeah, you've got, you've got an amazing story and I can't wait to share it. So I know we, uh, let's dive into it. So I know that we, uh, I already gave a sort of an intro behind John and everything he's up to. So I'm going to dive into some of the more meatier questions right off the bat. Um, Shoot, let's do it. So I think that uh, Mr. Thank You in general has got a very inspiring mission. Um, and I know you talk in length about how you came to this space, but define gratitude in your own terms. Cause I think that of all people, like I have my own definition of gratitude, but for you, I would love to hear from your own perspective, sort of what you define gratitude to mean and why you think it's so important to exercise it on a daily basis. Yeah.
1: So the best definition I've, uh, I don't want to say I came up with it, but, uh, and I read it by a Dr. Out of Dr. Eamon's book, he's one of the professors of psychology at UC Davis, and he's the foremost philosopher or I would say researcher on the topic of gratitude. And so he said the best definition of gratitude that he's found is the emotion you feel when you receive a gift or experience something as a gift. And what I really like about that distinction is that it's when it's something that you experience as a gift. It opens up to interpretation for a lot of different things that you could receive. You know, it could be a great conversation from somebody, you know, that can be perceived as a gift because they took the time to do those, to, to say what they said, or someone taking the time to do something for you that could be considered a gift. Um, or also it could be a challenge in your life and in, in someone's life that when you view the gifts from that experience, you can have an emotion of gratitude present. So I think that's the best definition I found for gratitude is the emotion you feel when you receive a gift or experience something as a gift. And so for me, I would say that, you know, what's valuable about gratitude in my life. And I think it's funny because this this whole thing started because, you know, by trade, I'm a gratitude salesman. So I run a, a gifting company and we do gifts for businesses and, and whatnot. And, and I was just trying to... It, it's funny because my business was about gratitude. But if you asked 100 people who know John Israel, what do you know about John? They would say some nice stuff, but I don't think the word grateful or appreciative yeah. would be any of maybe driven or or whatever, but not not grateful, which is kind of inconsistent, right? If I say this is my highest value or one of my high values for my business, but I don't honor it, that's just out of alignment. So for me all of this, this whole project came out of the desire to be in alignment, you know, and I had tried things of, you know, gratitude exercises, writing down what I was grateful for every day. And, and I still do that now. And I think that's important. But for me, what I learned, there was such a, a powerful distinction about, you know, why the Mr. Thank You project, I think has really affected a lot of people is that it's not writing. It's not a lot having gratitude be a personal thing that it's just, it's just for you to experience. Yeah. But when you live gratitude as an expression, in communication with other people, it just lives very differently because so much is required to express gratitude. There's vulnerability, there's openness, there's perspective, there's so many things that are required to actually tell somebody thank you, to notice what there is to be appreciative about somebody, and then to have the guts to actually say it or to write it in a card and give it to them. So for me, I think that that's really where I feel gratitude as an expression has such a high value for me, but also I think for a lot of people when they hear about the story.
0: You know, you mentioned something really interesting uh, towards the beginning of of that explanation. And it was about how you look at everything that's happening in your eyes through the lens of gifting. And there was one point where you said even struggles or pain and, and and being grateful for the gifts that come from that. That's a really hard thing for me to internalize in my own life. Like I have a lot of trouble sometimes being grateful for the things that struggles bring me. Um, because they feel so painful in the moment. How did you cultivate that skill, um, and how has that skill sort of grown over time? Uh, were you always like this? Even I know you mentioned that gratitude wasn't something that you were practicing like naturally in your own business. But how did you cultivate it and turn it into something where you're looking at all these hardships in your life for all these things that aren't necessarily um, what I would personally consider be like I'm grateful for. Like, how did you rewire that, man? That's that's incredible to me.
1: Yeah. So that it, that's a great question, by the way, because the origins of this project, I would say the seed that, plant, that was planted that started it all was back when I was 23 years old. And I had just started my personal growth journey. And I remember I went to a seminar and... I was at a stage of my life where I was ready for transition. So I was in sales and marketing and I was just ready to move on to something else. But I always have been, you know, I, was, I remember being told like, Hey, it's good to not just wander aimlessly, but to go with some direction. So that's why I chose to go to the seminar. And there's a lot of things said. But one thing that was very distinct was um, this concept that in every life experience, there is a gift and your job is to find it. And there's a, that was the one thing that really stuck out for me because I did not view my life as a gift. Yeah. I viewed most of my life as a struggle. You know, my parents didn't have a lot of money when I was a kid growing up. I'm the youngest of five kids. Um, they sent all of us to private school, not because they had a lot of money, but because they valued education really highly. But also yeah. that meant I was this broke kid hanging out with all these rich kids who had yes. BMWs and I remember the day that I had to borrow money from my track coach just to buy my Letterman jacket. So for me growing up, it always just felt more difficult to be in Israel. Mm, and so yeah. I always felt I had to work harder for everything I had. So I remember being in this... Uh, and also, I, I had a lot of resentment toward my parents because you know, we were always broke. And I'm like, you know, if you just sent us to public school, we'd be fine and you'd actually have money and you wouldn't need to rely on your kids to support you. And I was just, I, I was just really bitter as a young, as a you know, late teenager, early 20-year-old. And it was in that moment that I just started to see, well, what's the gift in that life experience for you, John? And what I saw was that, you know, who I had become because I had to work for everything I had is I was a very self-reliant, very independent, successful 23-year-old. I mean, I was already making six figures at my job yeah. by by that time. And most of my friends had just gotten their first jobs out of college. So there was so much that I had finally the moment to actually take the perspective and think. Wow, there are a lot of gifts and benefits because of my life circumstances, and so suddenly I just was—I was grateful, and I I immediately called my parents and I thanked them for the life they lived and all the sacrifices they made for their kids, and and it was just a really great bonding experience. But I also felt there were so many more people in my life that I needed to thank and appreciate for their influence. So then I I, just—I literally had a day where I was just calling people and emailing them old teachers, my old track coach, all these people in my life that mattered to me. And I just basically just poured my heart out and I shared how much I I was appreciative for what they had done for me, even though I didn't realize it in that moment. And every conversation that I had, it was like that level of gratitude just grew and grew. And it wasn't like a search for gratitude. It was just a natural expression of what I felt people deserved to hear. And out of that, by the end of that day, I remember, Raj, I remember feeling... Like I told myself, I was like, I had never felt this grateful in my life. And if I could do this every single day, if I could feel like this every day, I could die
0: happy. Was it scary to put yourself out there like that when you hadn't practiced it in so long? Or like, was it when it was something that was new to you? Like, like, like appreciating at that magnitude, like how far did you want to take it? It's because that's, that sounds good. Just hearing it right now.
1: Right. And, and there's also, you know, I'm a, I'm a male, we're both males and that's often, you know, viewed as more of like a feminine nature to express appreciation and love. And we can maybe be perceived as weak or whatever, but having, and I think where I I really have benefited is I just, I was just in such an emotional state where I was feeling vulnerable and open. And I was like, I'm not worried about what they think of me. I just need to tell them, you know, how I feel and tell them, thank you. And the only thing I got back was just like, gratitude and love and tears and just people who are like, it it was like, I got to give some people purpose in their life because they got to see how what they did had an impact on me. I'm talking about mentors, coaches, old bosses that I had. And, you know, I remember hearing one of my mentors say, Hey, you know what? I don't get these calls often, but when I do like, this is why I do what I do so by sharing with people the impact they had on me i saw that it it gave them more purpose in their work it gave them more fire to go through their own challenges to be who they need to be for the people around them and so for me i was like i just kind of gave up that maybe this is weird or uncomfortable and i was like i just i just have to tell people and if they're going to be weird about it well that's on them <laughs>
0: yeah no no 100% i love well i love the commitment to yourself cuz ultimately i've always felt like the the better care you take care of yourself, the more you can give back to others. And this is, was a beautiful way for you to not only share gratitude for others, but also to fill yourself with an amazing fuel Mm -hmm. that gave yourself this almost lift, uh, to go out there and continue making people feel good. Mm -hmm. So I want to transition into, um, the Mr. Thank you project itself of you actually taking the time to write the letters. Um, you know, cause we talked about this a little earlier, uh, before we, before we got on, but it was, uh, that's not an easy task to write five letters a day. Um, what drove you to write five? Why five? And did you ever think why not 15? Why not 20? Like, yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so, you know, for me
1: by trade, like in my work, in my business, um, you know, the way that I, I saw my product, at, you know, I, I speak at events and conferences and I'm a storyteller by nature and I just love telling stories. And I was talking to my coach at the time and I was just like, man, I just feel like my stories are like just old. Like, I just feel like, you know, I'm telling the same story <laughs> in ten in years and, and you know, I just don't, I'm not inspired by it. Mm. And his response was really simple. He's like, sounds like you just need to do some inspiring shit with your life. And <laughs> I, I was like, Huh? Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Maybe I should find something inspiring to do. So that just kind of like opened my per- my peripheral, of like what's something that I could do? And I'm all about challenges. I love doing annual challenges, 30 day challenges, because for me, it pushes my ability of what I know myself capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Like one year, I gave up dessert for an entire year. Like I just wouldn't have ice cream. And I'm a huge dessert guy. So that's a that was a big challenge. My wife and I was a year we got married. She gave up shopping for a year and I gave up uh, and I gave up dessert for a year, and so we're just—that's just, just kind of how we do things. We're funny like that. And it was a really extraordinary year. So I thought, you know, what's something that I could take on myself that would be a big challenge? And obviously, aligning with my business about gratitude, I thought, you know, really, I want my business to, you know, something to do with elevating my level of gratitude every day. So I just looked at what are the best habits I've seen out there, and, and thank you cards were something that I had, I had seen people do. And for me, it was—I w- if I wanted to create a habit, and this is really important. I wanted to find a habit that I could do every day for an entire year, no matter what, no matter where I am, because I do travel a lot. And so, if I'm in a hotel in Toronto or uh, Southern California or Dallas, Texas, I need to be able to do this thing anyways. You know, that's one of the challenges that people take on like crazy exercise regimens that you're only going to be able to do if you can go to the one gym you can actually do that workout in. It's it, unless you don't leave and travel anywhere, then, you know, I think it's hard to fall full on that. So, for me, I thought about, you know, what's so the way, how many thank you. Well, let's think about thank you cards. How many would be an amount that would inspire me every day? And I thought, well, I could do one card every day. Like, I don't think that's too hard. But I also don't think that would inspire anybody because part of this was, I wanted to do something that would inspire my clients, just inspire people in general to be bigger than just what I would do. And then I thought, well, what about 10 a day? I could do 10. And I was like, dude, that's like 3,600 thank you cards. (laughs) I don't know how much time that would take, but I think if I had to write 10 every day, I just don't think they'd be very good. Yeah. Then I thought about five. I was like, no, you know, it's kind of like that Goldilocks moment of like, oh, the port is too hot. This port is too cold. This is just right. Like five just felt just right. But I also felt like, man, that would be hard. But I needed, in the other per- parameters of that, Raj, was I had to have, I had rules in place. So I would, all the cards had to be handwritten. They weren't typed. They weren't emails or text messages. Everything had to be handwritten. Um, five needed to be done before I went to bed. So it didn't have to be done by midnight, but it had to be before I was actually out for the night. Meaning I couldn't do 35 on Sunday because I knew that's something I would allow myself to do if I gave myself the room for that, which would really annoy the heck out of my wife. So, uh, and then the third was I want, I, I needed to make sure I, I would write a max of three cards per person. And part of this is I really wanted to challenge my creativity. Because part of a, a, a challenge inside of the challenge was to explore my capacity to experience and express gratitude. Meaning that's like, what beautiful. are areas that would challenge me to grow my gratitude? Not just like, hey, you know, thanks grandma for that present you gave me. Like, that's how a lot of people have a perspective of what is gratitude. It's like, oh, or what is a thank you card? It's like, oh, it's a thing you write after your graduation. You got all the presents and you got to thank everybody who showed up to the party. Or if you got married, you sent it to everyone who gave you a gift. It's like, it's, it's more of an obligatory thing. And so for me, I wanted it to really be an actual expression of gratitude, not an obligation. So that's why I, I limited it to number one, doing three per person, because I didn't want it to be also, you know, I would probably annoy my, my wife if I wrote for 75 thank you cards, which I could see myself doing if I allowed myself to write as many as I wanted to anybody. Right. So I limited it to three per person, and I committed if I miss a single day, I will donate a thousand dollars to charity. So for any and every single day I missed, I would donate a thousand bucks. How many days did you miss? So that's so what motivated me to keep doing it, number one, it was just that initial commitment. Really setting those rules in place allowed me to follow through like it wasn't gray area. It wasn't like, Well, does this count or does that count? Or you know, it's you no. Know, did I write five by the end of the day? Okay, cool. Great. You passed. If you didn't, then you owed a thousand bucks. And that
0: was, that was the case. How much money did you donate to charity? Zero. I hit every Dude. day.
1: Dude, here, here's how crazy it was. Awesome. I had one day I was so beat. It was like 8 PM. I came home long day with clients. I was just so tired, Lay down on the couch, threw on some Netflix. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to close my eyes. And I re- hadn't written a single card. I pass out and I'm dreaming. I'm like deep sleep dreaming. In my dream, my wife walks up to me and shakes me and says, John, wake up. You have to write your cards. And I wake up and literally, my wife was nowhere to be found, by the way. She was asleep with the kids. She was gone. I looked at the clock. It was 1159 PM. Again, not that they needed to be done by midnight, but it was like my subconscious was so trained at this point because it was a couple months into the project. That I would not allow myself to not complete it. It was totally insane.
0: That's phenomenal. I love that. I mean, dude, I'm, I admire how committed you are to the process. And I, I think what I'm more admired by is is how much you um, you've elevated your capacity to express. So I'd like to ask some questions on that in general. Like when you're writing a thank you card, like how do you tap into and what do you tap into to really write? Words that are truly an expression of your gratitude as opposed to just those. Hey, thank you for the gift or hey Thank you for being you like how do you how do you go deeper? Great question and there's a definition
1: I want to bring up that will help people understand this concept of appreciation and gratitude So the root or or the origination of the word appreciate um, is a which is Latin for to appraise or to set the value of a thing. And so specifically, that would look like, you know if you had a home you wanted to sell, or a piece of jewelry you wanted to sell, it, before you find out how much it's worth, you need to bring, have an appraiser come out and look at it and consider it. And they've got a list of questions that they go through to really look at something and consider what is the value of this thing. And then they tell you, this is the value. So how do we bring that to another human being? it's really simple. It's, it's bringing curiosity to who is this person? What do they care about? What are their values? What are their struggles? What are their biggest obstacles in their life? Mm. And that's the questions to ask before writing someone's card. So for me, you know, give you an example of how that looks. So one of the, one of the stories that, um, was you know really interesting one was I was boarding it was on day three and I was boarding an airplane, and I was thinking, okay, well, who am I going to thank today? Which is kind of an interesting question to have to ask yourself every day is like <laughs> who's going to get my thank you cards? Who who deserves it? So you're kind of become this good finder in your life because you're looking for people to acknowledge and appreciate. So I was boarding a plane and I thought, uh, you know, I want to I want to acknowledge the pilots on this plane because I, I mean I always every time I take off I pray for safe travel. To date, they have 100% delivered. I rarely, if ever, see them because they're in that locked room, understandably. But I never get to thank them and acknowledge them for that. I mean, they literally have thousands of lives at their fingertips. So I I decided I'm going to write a card to the pilots. So I had 2 legs on this trip. So I had 4 pilots I'd write cards for. So I sit down in my seat and I start asking those questions. You know, who is this person? What is their life like? What are their biggest struggles? What are their big goals? Why do they do what they do? And, and I thought, well, you know, as a pilot, that's not a job that you get by accident, right? It's not like you, when you work at Chili's long enough that they just promote you to the store manager. It's not like you work at baggage claim and then eventually you're flying the plane. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. You have yeah. to intentionally want to do that. Might've even been a goal for their life. And then I thought, well, you know, and not only that, but they went through hours and hours of flight simulations and training and psychological testing just to become a pilot. And then every single day, they have thousands of people's lives at their fingertips. And then they go into turbulence and all sorts of crazy stuff, only to land and have people complain about the slightly rough landing. And then on top of that, I thought, well, you know, when I travel, I miss my family. But that's only when I travel. This is literally their job. They're constantly away from their family. So, man, they sacrifice a lot. They do a lot for us, and we never even see them. We never get to say thank you. So I essentially took all of those things, and I kind of composed them into a really simple thank you card, saying basically everything that I just expressed. And I, as I'm getting off the plane, I hand I, – because I, people say, well, where did you get their addresses? I don't get their addresses. I hand them the card <laughs> when I get off the plane. That's, yeah, that's how I yeah. do that. So I gave him the cards and this particular day, I had uh, my business stationery that had my email and my phone number on it, which I don't normally have. I don't usually use those cards for non-business you know, right, clients, right. but uh, I had them anyway, so I gave it to him. What was crazy, Raj, is that within 24 hours of landing, three out of the four of those pilots personally emailed me back to thank me for, they emailed me or texted me, one of them texted me. To say thank you for the thank you card that they received. And one went on to say, you know, in my 12 years of flying, I have never received a thank you card from a passenger. And you wow. know what? You're totally right. We miss so much stuff with our family and our kids. And I appreciate you taking the time to acknowledge us for it.
0: Holy crap, man. And that's someone who's a
1: pilot who's got a pretty dang important job. What about everybody else in the world? And so, you know, my thing was, you know, five cards every day, five cards every day. That's uh, for 365, that's 1,825 thank you cards. There's way more people in the world than that. So for me, what the year became was this opportunity to really practice Part of this was this project for me. My year-long journey was being like the crash test dummy and challenging my capacity to experience and express gratitude and doing all sorts of fun, goofy, maybe some weird stuff. Uh, I mean, I wrote thank you cards to uh, the IRS agents who were, you know, went with my payment for my taxes. That's a hard one, man. That's a hard one. I wrote one to the to the dude in charge of a. Uh, 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 Plano City trash about our garbage guy because he did such an amazing job and did went above and beyond and uh, it, the, Like I just found so many different interesting creative ways because I wanted for me Like if I could do that and people got to hear those stories, they might say for themselves. Okay. That's amazing I don't think I would do five but I could do one I could write one card every single day for a year and that's sort of where the mission expanded to not just me writing five thank you cards every day but to elevating the level of gratitude on the planet by one percent by inspiring right. seventy-four million thank you cards written around the world, which is effectively one percent of the world's population.
0: Dude, I this is awesome. And I think more than anything, it's a it's a crash course in empathy. Um I mean, you, you just, like you said something about the pilots. I mean, I didn't even think about that. You're right. They put themselves in a position away from family. And and we talk a lot about like military, like military it's, 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 it's more talked about a lot, but there's so many different people in different parts of the world doing different, amazing things in their own space that you don't really get to see. Um, I think, I think what you're doing is amazing. And I think that's, I just, I just want to commend that because, um, how did your own capacity to be empathetic change? Um, You know, did you, did you start to notice that, uh, how did you see a compound? Like, I guess I want to hear about like, like the the stories that came from this and and what's the most proud thing that's happened for you um, since, since starting this and, and, and just like, how good did it feel? Got some good questions, Raj. (laughs) I'm curious, man. (laughs)
1: so yeah, so the compounding of and by the way, empathy is the right word, and I think that you know the what I tell people is that um, you know curiosity is the birth pla- birthplace of appreciation, and appreciation is the starting point of empathy and we have when we have empathy, we have the ability to develop compassion, and when we have compassion for people, we can literally connect with anybody and so for, so I think that when you start to view everybody as not just a person doing a job, but a human being in a role, you start to realize that they're just like you and me. How we made different decisions or been raised a certain way, like we would be the same people. That's, I just believe that. So for me, it's it's not a matter of like, oh, how do I think this type of person? It's like, no, how do I think this person based on who they are and the life that they've lived? And so it's not a matter of if, but it's like, well, what do I need to consider and be aware of? And sometimes it's not even the So an interesting one was, I was on a uh, um, a drive in San Francisco uh, to the Berkeley Airport, and as I was with this Uber driver, I thought, "I'm like, wow, this, you know, I uh, I feel like i he. This might be an interesting one to write a thank you card to." And I thought that I don't. I don't know what would I say to this guy. So I just so part of it was just being curious and asking him questions, like you know, how long have you been doing this job? What do you love about it? What's the hardest part? Have they had anything crazy happen in a cab before? What's the most important thing for you in this job? When did you move to this country? Because he was from you know a different a different country, and it was so amazing to just like get to learn who he was. I that I just was. He was, you know, he moved here about two years ago and he's from Nigeria and he, you know, he sends half of his paycheck back home to his family and he's just working hard every day to hopefully bring his family over here. And I just thought, dude, he's just like me. He is a husband who's working to support his family. That's great. He just happens to drive a car. I would just do something different. So it, you know, for me, it was just, that's all I needed to know to be able to appreciate someone for where they were. Now, an interesting like when you talk about compounding effect, and this is an interesting insight that came out of all this gratitude that I was writing is that you have you actually now become responsible for valuing and appreciating your relationships. And to give you an example of that, right? So I wrote this really great letter to my wife, loving her, thanking her for who she is and being uh, the love of my life and taking care of our kids and all this stuff. And then the next day I woke up. And we had just moved to Dallas, Texas, and uh, we were, were big on coffee. We drink a lot of coffee, by the way, as I know that is an important you know, <laughs> process in your life. And so I woke up one morning. We have a process that I, I wake up early, I make a French press, and I make it half for me, and then I pour the other half in a carafe for her, sealed, so that she can have it when she wakes up. That's our process. So we just had our second child, and I was uh, about to make coffee, and then I realized we're out of grinds. And we just moved to this new house and we didn't, we only had one car at the time and I needed to leave to go meet some clients. So I had to take the only car and we had no coffee in the house. Now for me, it wasn't a big deal because I would just drive to Starbucks and I would get some coffee and I'm, I'll be fine. But her on the other hand, with no car, two very small children that she was taking care of hundred percent and no coffee in the house on top of minimal sleep because our son was like literally weeks old. Yeah. I remember she woke up right when I was leaving and I kissed her goodbye and I said, Oh, by the way, we're out of coffee. And I just saw like the despair in her eyes, just like, Mm, yeah, man, Oh my God, like this is going (laughs) to be the worst day. So as I leave, I'm, I'm driving over to the coffee shop and I, I, as I'm going through there, getting my coffee, I'm just thinking, you know, how can you be this dude who claims all this love and gratitude for your wife let leave, yet leave her hanging without any coffee. Yet you're going to go out and do this yourself, uh, or you know, and uh, take care of you. So I thought, you know what? I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to go bring her back some coffee. Now that sounds simple, but what it was, it was a window in traffic where if I did that, it would take me an extra 15 minutes, which would add 45 minutes to my drive because I'd hit all the worst Dallas traffic. And so it would basically add like 45 minutes to an hour to my day if I were to do this. Plus I had a client that I was going to meet and I'd be late to my clients. So those were the, those were the ramifications. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to deal with it and I'm going to bring my wife this cup of coffee. And I go back and I write a really simple note and she still says like, this is her favorite note she ever got from me. And I, I want, drove home. I set the cup of coffee on the front doorstep with a note. And all it said was you're always worth a warm cup of coffee. Oh dude. And wow. here was the thing: is I got to leave and go meet with my client. The funny thing: the client wound up being late, anyways. So I wasn't even late, so it worked out. But I then got to spend the rest of that drive that I still was in traffic, but feeling good about the decisions that I made and how I took care of her, because you know you don't just get to say, "Oh, I'm grateful for you," but then not act upon it. You know, it's like it's like if there's a salesperson who says, "We're so committed to service," but they don't return phone calls. Yep. So it's a matter of like when you make a declaration, like when you write a handwritten note expressing your love, appreciation, and gratitude for somebody, you're now responsible for honoring that relationship. And I remember there's an experience. I wrote a thank you card to my assistant who worked at um, an old office space that I was at, and it was so funny. It almost got annoying because she she loved that note meant so much to her. She almost became too helpful. She be like would like show up and like bring you know. Donuts and brownies and pie and like she drop things off and come in like, do you need anything? And I'm like, listen, I just need to freaking work. Like, just <laughs> let me work. And I had to catch myself because I'm like, am I now pushing her away? Like, there's some context to creative, like you know, hey, don't interrupt during these things. But when you express appreciation, you attract more things into your life. Yeah. And if you start, if you, if you don't keep that that uh, channel open, and you start to block off and just focus on work, 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 and and not continue to support and serve and receive from other people then it it kind of derails the process. So for me the statement became, you know, how do you treat that for which you are grateful? And that for me was a really big uh litmus test for how I'm acting every day and how I serve and support my clients and my family and my communities and help keep me on point with with what I said I was committed to.
0: I love that, man. I might want to get that written down somewhere. Um how do you? how is your perspective of what's truly important to you evolved over time
1: what's important to me can you clarify that
0: well, you just gave me you just you just told a story about how you decided to uh, go get your wife coffee as opposed to meeting with the client on time but inadvertently the client ended up being late anyways so have you noticed this cycle that the more you choose to treat the things in your life that you're grateful for and, and honor that. Have you seen the world sort of like kind of play to your favor? And and, and how has that sort of crafted uh, your own personal dedication to what's truly important in your life?
1: Yeah. So here, here was a, a game changer on month two of the Mr. Thank You project. Um, when I uh, was writing my thank you cards and I got a call from my best friend and he told me that his dad had passed away. And, and it was really unfortunate because his dad was I was really close with his dad as well. He was kind of like a second father to me. You know, like we he took us to school dances when we were in high school and he was like, you know, chef and he would make us like amazing dinners and he was just a great guy to have in my life. And and I remember when my friend told me that his dad passed away, like number one, of course that, that sucks. That doesn't feel good. The worst part, Raj, was that I had a thank you card written to my friend's dad sitting on my desk that I hadn't sent yet. And I hadn't sent it because I just got busy. I was, I was working or I was, and I was writing thank you cards and I was doing all the stuff that I was like in such go mode that I, I didn't get to tell him what he meant to me. And so for me, I mean, I still sent the card to my friend and I said, hey, this is for your dad. I hope you read it and understand that this was meant for him and, and hope he gets the message nonetheless. But for me, what that really created was a sense of urgency that if I have something to say to somebody... It is on me to say it. It's not, no one needs to pull it out of me. Like what you appreciate about what I, you know, what what do you appreciate about me? No one's going to ask you that. So to, to take it upon yourself to do it. The thing that I learned was that at the end, like what I had that in that experience was this moment of like, oh man, I wish I got to say that. Well, that happens every time somebody dies on both sides where someone who's on their deathbed has all these things they wish they would have done or said to people that they mattered or people they would have forgiven or they wish they would have been more compassionate or loving towards. And that's how they feel. And on the other end, there's people who are like close to the person who dies. Like, oh, I wish I would have told him this or, you know, forgiven him for this or all these things. I thought, well, what if I didn't have to wait until that day? What if that's how I spent this entire year was saying all those things? And so, when I on a macro scale and looking at my life at the end of this year, after writing eighteen hundred and twenty-five thank you cards, I feel very complete. Like there's not a lot that I still need to say to people. Like my parents know everything that I love about them. So do all my siblings. So do you know all the you know broken down relationships I had in, in high school and college that I I, I wrote a, a letter of apology or acknowledgement for being a a. a a jerk or whoever I was back then. And some, by the way, Raj, sometimes it wasn't even always a card. Sometimes I just didn't feel a card was appropriate. I just pick up the phone and have a conversation. So I think that that's important for people to realize that you don't have to be limited to like, Oh, do I have to do all of this in written form? No. Like the point is just be committed to expressing what you need to express with people to make sure that they know how you feel and what you mean or what, what you, uh, what you want them to understand and, and get about your relationship together. And just from that point, man, like the, just life and relationships are on a new level that I've never experienced in my life.
0: Are you at peace just with like with where you are? You sound like after you just expressed that, I felt like uh, obviously the listeners can't see this, but like like I felt just this like this, this sense of groundedness almost like like it, it's like you said it. You, there's nothing left to say. So then, what do you say at this point?
1: Well, number one, it's an it's a never ending cycle. Like there's still things. Like I still make mistakes, and I meet new people, and I, you know, want to keep going through. Um, you know, I still write a lot of thank you cards. I don't write five every day. Sometimes I'll write ten. Sometimes I won't write one for you know seven days or whatever. Um. So for me, you know, moving forward, honestly, you know, a lot of after the project, it was spending time writing the book. You know, the book yeah. was a, you know it took me about six months to get it all written and edited and now And so for me, you know, what I and what I took a claim in is that, you know, I'm I'm giving up writing a lot of thank you cards because I'm actually writing the most important thank you card of my life, which is really this book and this message. Because the more people that I feel get it and get a hold of it, again, they don't have to do what I did, but I just want them to hear the stories and and get the impact that you know, gratitude as an expression can have in someone's life that they just adopt it in some capacity, whatever makes sense for them. Uh, whether it be one card a day or doing a 30 day challenge or something like that. So for me, um, yeah, I mean, there's a tremendous sense of peace. I'm also an entrepreneur, so I have other areas. (laughs) Uh, but I mean, with the, with the case of relationships, yeah, absolutely. And I would say my relationships just live at a, at a much higher, um, really
0: symbiotic level than they ever have are you hard on yourself in other parts of your life now um or or vice versa like do you feel like you you spent so much time doing this that now you have to make up for it in other parts of your life um has that relationship of balance sort of come together
1: so what i have now raj is a tool and i think that's what i want people to get is that i'm not staking a claim of this is the way the only way to have a peaceful life is to write thank you cards, right? What I did learn is that if I am feeling a certain way, if I'm not feeling good or I'm feeling scared, like I got a scarcity mind going, because, you know, that stuff's still going to happen. You know, c- you know, client's business goes away. Oh my gosh, we have got to find a new client, yada, yada, yada. So then it's like, okay, how can I be generous in this moment? Who can I thank? Who can I appreciate? Love that. Yep. You know what? What is going great in my life? Who can I press in with and love on that I have a great relationship right now and grow that? And and, and so it just became like a really an ability to to shift my focus and kind of a fun activity with that, by the way. And this this was one of the more challenging parts. So part one of the the sections in the book is called gratitude and emotional intelligence because a big part when people say, "What did you get out of this year long journey?" One of the big things I say is. I became hyper aware of my emotional state every day because mm. if you have to sit down and write someone a thank you card, can you be in a, a, a lame, negative, upset attitude and no. write a thank you card? You can, but it's just not going to be very good. It's like, yeah. well, hey, I'm glad somebody was my birthday. <laughs> you know, <like> it's not going to come out very authentic. Uh so for me, what there, what became a lesson was number one was learning to deal with my emotions, learning to process emotions. And so I, you know, read books on emotional intelligence and emotional management, and that was just like a really powerful tool to work through. And I did, had some specific exercises I would do if I had a really tough day before I would write my cards. And, um, you know, the, another thing that I did, did was, uh, how do I, if I had a painful experience or situation, the mantra became, how do I bring gratitude to this experience? And a really fun uh, kind of story about that was I went to... Um, so for college, I went to Gonzaga University in Washington State and uh, very prideful of my school. We've got a great basketball team. And during the Mr. Thank you project, we actually had made it to the NCAA uh, championships in the March Madness Tournament. It was a huge deal. We were ranked number one uh, basketball school in the country at the time. We'd never been to the championship. It was a huge deal. We were playing uh, North Carolina and we lost. And it was, and I've, I've never been a huge sports guy, but I do love my school. And so I've heard people get upset with school, like their team losing, but I physically felt depressed. Like I've never felt really, I don't think I've really been depressed in my life, but if I ever did, it was that moment, like wow. sick, my stomach just, Yeah. this sucks. Right. And I still had my thank you cards to write. It was nine o'clock at and i I'm like, dude, the last thing I want to do is thank anybody for anything right now. <laughs> so then I thought, okay, this is the challenge. How can I bring gratitude to this experience? And then I thought about it. And I was like, wow, what if I wrote a thank you card to every single player of the Gonzaga men's basketball team? And so I went online, I looked up their roster, and I got everybody's name, the red shirts, the key players, the coaches, and I wrote everybody a handwritten note. Uh, just thanking them for the tremendous season. Cause it wasn't like we lost the national championship. We made it to the national championship. It's further than our team has ever gone in history. That like deserves celebration. So I wrote all that in the cards and I looked at people's seasons and I looked at their key games where there were major players. And I acknowledged that in the thank you card. Like, Hey, I, I remember when we played this team and you like really stepped up and you had that 20 point game. And I know it was your biggest game of the year. And man, that was such, a, that was such an important part of this season. And then even the red shirts, I wrote, you know, Hey, I know you red shirted this year, but you know, championship teams aren't made in the championship games they're made in all the practices leading up to this game, mm-hmm. up to those games. I just wanted to thank you for all that you did to make our team the best that it possibly could be. And so I, and it was so great because every time I did this, this is a, a, I forgot who, sh- who shared this with me. Um, but it's this concept that our experience of life lives in the conversations that we have. And if we want to change our experience of life, we just simply change our conversations. Mm. So instead of having a conversation over and over about, Oh my gosh, like, well, the refs sucked or, Oh, this guy had a terrible game. We could have won. I started to have a conversation about what was great about this season. What was great about this team? And that's what I did over and over with every single player and the coaches. And I sent all these letters out and, it, it just felt good. Like literally instantly, Raj, like that emotion, that negative pain, depressed state was just literally gone. To the moment I, I realized how I can bring gratitude to this experience. And, and then here was the crazy part. So like, that was amazing, right? That was cool. Two months later, not even kidding, on my birthday, I get a letter in the mail. And my wife says, Hey, you got something from uh, Gonzaga men's basketball. And I open it up and it's a handwritten card from the head coach, Mark Few, thanking me for all the cards that I sent for everybody on the team. And it was just this like, you know, I didn't ask for that. It wasn't the goal. It wasn't the intention to get something. But it was just really amazing to get this perspective of like how valuable somebody who brings hope is to a community. And someone who who appreciates what's so rather than pointing out, you know, what's wrong with the situation. So that was just such a valuable experience to really have me see, okay, who, what can I appreciate here? How can I change this conversation? How do we shift the perspective and, and focus on what's good? And it, so writing thank you cards for me, it just happened to be my, you know, if I was an artist, it happened to be my canvas. That's my manner in which I expressed myself with the world and how I felt.
0: To you are beaming, man. I, I love, I love you as a human being. And uh, I want to send as much support I can your way for your book. Tell, tell everyone where we can get your book. um, And we'll obviously make all these resources available um, for, for the listeners in many different forms, but tell me, man, how can, how can we come, how can we send a ton of thanks to you for all the things you (laughs) get?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, really now, uh, I mean, I, so I do, you know, Travel and speak a lot and share the story. And And for me, it's, it's really a matter of just getting the story in as many people's hands as possible. So if you want to pick up the book, it's on Amazon. It's called The Mr. Thank You Project, A Journey to Elevate the Level of Gratitude on the Planet, One Card at a Time. So you can buy it on Amazon, super easy. Um, and... The website. So one of the things that we do now is, you know, typically after you know a podcast or you know if I, I do a speaking engagement, people usually email back. There's a few. There's people who just say, "Hey, you know, I was really inspired by what you're doing. Like, I'm committed to writing, you know, one thank you card a day, or I've written five since you know con- since you know since you spoke." And so we want to be able to track all the cards that we inspire around the world. So if you go to MrThankYou.com, you can create a free profile. And you can literally submit the cards that you've written and we will track them. We give your, your own, we give you your own global gratitude number um, for every card that you send out. And we'll just keep updating that number. And also you'll see it's pretty cool because when you enter someone's name that you wrote them a card, it actually logs it and keeps track for you of everybody that you have sent a thank you card to. And this is kind of a tool that, I, that was built out of my experience of writing all these cards. It's because I had like a running Excel spreadsheet of who I wrote my cards to, so I wouldn't accidentally double up. <laughs> um... And so we wanted to build a platform that allowed people to basically make gratitude a habit in their life. So if you want to do that, just go to Mr. Thank you.com, create a free profile, uh, log your thank you cards, and there's some other cool resources on there as well. If you want to do a 30 day challenge, you can also go to you.com slash 30, just the numerals three zero, and uh, download a free PDF. It's just you know how to you know do a 30 day challenge with the Mister Thank You project. And uh, that's it, man. So buy the book, thank some people, tell us about it. That's it.
0: I love it, man. We will, like I said, uh, this has been such a, a, I don't know what the word is, but I, I feel just really awesome. Like I w- I'm going to go give my parents a hug right after this and I'm <laughs> going to go tell them how much I love them. And I just want to thank you for, for just being so authentic and inspiring me. And I know others uh, to just live a life of, of pure abundance. And um, yeah, man, tons of love your way. I have one final question for you um, that we ask everyone on the show. And that is, in the midst of everything you're doing, everything you're going through in life, um, how do you stay grounded on a daily basis?
1: So for me, uh, that is a great question because I do feel grounding is, is important. Um, you know, for me, obviously writing my thank you cards, you know, five a day was, was, one way that I did that. Um, you know, for me, I'm a big practitioner of the miracle morning. So I know, you know, how Al will a good buddy of mine. So I've, you know, I do yoga every, I've literally done yoga every single day, Raj for about seven years. Like, I'm not kidding. If I have a 5am flight. I've done yoga in the back of a plane because I just, I can't go a day without it because for me. You know, I've been a big practitioner of big from yoga, which is like he did yoga for a yeah. while. And one of the things that he talks about is like, you know, your body is like this, you know, this vehicle that you use, or, you know, th- he's like, think of it like a toilet. Like at the end of the day, you got to flush the toilet, whatever you put <laughs> in yoga every day is like me flushing my body and getting my juices flowing for the day to be, you know, to be present, to be physically active and, and to be, um, to be grounded. So I do yoga every day. I've got my affirmations. Write in a journal. I use a five-minute journal. Uh, I use the app, and um, you know, I, I think for me, and this is this is a side note, and I think this is probably good for you know anyone out there if you've got a family or you want to have a family. But you know, I constantly look at like obviously while I take care of my energy, you know, I also understand the importance and the significance of my wife's energy and my family's energy. So I often ask myself, what does my family need right now? What does my wife need today to feel the energy, to feel the love that she needs to be the best that she can be? And so I just take responsibility for making sure she gets that. And that has really allowed me to be focused when I'm out in the field, that I'm not worried that I'm working too much or any of that kind of stuff. Because I I ask her, what do you need right now? How can I serve you? How can I help you? You need to take the kids, and you know, we and we just we've learned to develop our systems such that I can grind and push super super hard, or travel if I need to, and come home and and still come home to a loving, warm household that we're going to grow together forever. And so that that is probably one of the most important things in my life is really making sure that energetically my wife is sound and my kids get everything they need from their dad.
0: Wise man, telling a man who is not married how to. How to, how to uh, have a fulfilling uh, family when I have one. Thank you, my man. You, like I said, John, I appreciate everything you've shared, man. You, uh, I'm excited for you. Uh, you. I know you have a lot coming your way, but I'm just really, really, really excited for you, man. Um, you, the world deserves to, to know everything about you in, in an amazing way. And I'm excited to support that. So, Awesome, um, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, brother. And uh, everybody, that's a wrap of this week's episode of the Stay Grounded podcast. I'm your host Raj. Here's your friend, John. And from us, Stay Grounded. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of the Stay Grounded podcast brought to you by Java Press Coffee Company. My name is Raj, and I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to make daily happiness a priority. If you're interested in learning more about how your morning coffee can turn into a consistent source of joy in your life, visit www.javapress.com to learn how our products can help you do that and use the coupon code PODCAST for 10% off your purchase. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.